0: Thanks for joining us on the Father's House podcast, where we are leading people into a growing relationship with Jesus. If you have any questions or want to learn more about us, you can always check us out online simply by going to thefathershouse.com. We'd love for you to stay connected throughout your week. Now let's go to this week's message. Wow, real look at the real Christmas, man. This I enjoyed last week, and I enjoyed the first one this morning. Man, it was so exciting, and I can hardly wait to share with you today. Today's one of those days you have, uh, you have good news and you have bad news. Good news is Pastor Tim and Brenda just became grandparents again a few minutes ago. <laughs> All the way from Houston, little boy. and Little girl, I'm sorry. I knew it was one or the other. I'm not dumb. (laughs) And of course, the sadness today is we have to say goodbye to the Sam Jones family. They're going to be moving to the cold winter, and that just doesn't make sense. I hope their ears freeze off, (laughs) but um, it works with traveling nurses and Sam back on the uh, sound board and the son over there working the camera and his wife is a camera so we're going to lose two great camera people and uh, daughters always serving and worshiping what a serving family we love them so if you've ever been waiting to think that we need you we need you because it'll take like four camera people to make up for the two of them and uh, so it, it just fill out that connection card and say you know what I would be interested in we're going to pray for them we're going to love them and we hope that uh, they come back soon I mean, who wouldn't come back from the cold weather back to this beautiful place, right? And as you leave today, the invite cards are out there. Let's use those. Remember, Christmas Eve's gonna be a special time um, it's a, a candlelight Christmas Eve service. We're going to have uh, treats. It's going to be wonderful. I understand Santa Claus is going to be with the band. They're going to be tra- So you need to get here early because that's always one of our biggest services. And uh, then Christmas morning, we do have two services, 9 and 11. People say, well, why do you have service on Christmas? Well, it's Jesus' birthday. Hello. People say, well, it's all about family. We should spend with family. Well, we only have two services. It's not an all-day event. And uh, it's those services Christmas Eve and Christmas Day will be about 60 minutes, and the kids are wearing their pajamas next door. they have a pajama party, I understand, and uh, Christmas morning, because, see, a lot of people, they don't have a family to go to at Christmas, but uh, this is their family, so we're going to have a special time. I understand that there's going to be a special um, Santa Claus kitchen out front with stuff you've never seen before, so it's going to be a great day, so get those connection cards out, invite people, and then, lastly... Come with us to the Holy Land this year. Yeah. December coming up, uh, trip of a lifetime. In fact, we have, uh, we have inside connections, so we have a price better than most everybody else can go to make this trip, and uh, the, there's a limited number that can go. So if you're planning on going with us, the brochures are out there in the hall, December 5th through the 14th, 10 days that will change your life. Fly from here to Newark, Newark nonstop into Tel Aviv, uh, I think 10 hour flight and get that over with to be better than last two years ago when we had to go through uh, a different country. And uh, when you go, there, it's just, it's just something about it. People say, well, someday I want to go, but the way the world is shaping up, you may not have a someday. The world hates Israel. It gets tougher every year. We wonder, are we going to be able to go another year? So I'd really encourage you to... What a Christmas present. What a, what a great time to go to Bethlehem and do Christmas shopping. Bethlehem is, is dressed up with all kinds of Christmas trees and lights. It's a wonderful time. And uh, I, I mean, there's just something about when you get on that little boat, move out into the Sea of Galilee, and you start remembering how that Jesus walked on this water or you go up to Caesarea or you go into Bethlehem or you go into the old city and you see all of those different things. I'm telling you, the Bible comes alive for you. Then when you read the Bible and all of those events. So there's a lot of things that you could do. We'll be baptizing in the Jordan River. That's always a hoot right there uh, to be able to do that. And I think we probably will have some camel jockey rides again. So uh, uh, it's going to be wonderful. All right. Okay, no, if you have your Bible, then open up to 2 Corinthians 5 and 7. We're going to look at this verse. But don't put it off. Don't put it off going with us to the Holy Land It'd be life-changing. 2 Corinthians 5 and 7 says for we live by believing and not by seeing. Let's pray. Lord, we just thank you today. We thank you for life. We thank you that we're here. We're not in a hospital somewhere. We thank you, Lord, for all the people. We thank you, Lord, for All of those in the first service and those who gave their heart to you. We thank you, Lord, for our guests today that are with us that you've brought specifically. And uh, as we look into your word today, we ask you to just encourage our spirit, lift us up, and help us to be who you want us to be. Lord, I pray today that you might be glorified, the saints might be edified, and the devil would be terrified in the name of Jesus. Hey, go with me back into the memory of your mind and remember a time in your life, maybe a Christmas time, when it, just like, it, was, just a, it was just like one of those moments. It was like a sense of wonderment and excitement. Remember what that was like? I, I mean, a lot of people say, well, you know, you and Pastor Tim, you get too excited about Christmas. I mean, after Halloween, you're playing Christmas music. Look, I play Christmas music. My favorite study, can I tell you this? I never told anybody this. My favorite place of studying... I used to have an annual pass to Disney before they went sky high, and I would go on my study day to Blizzard Beach, and they play Christmas music all year long. It's like heaven. (laughs) But I would go to the very back of the park, and I would take my Bible and my notebook, back there where nobody knew anywhere where you could be, and I'd spend the day just studying in the Word and and listening to joyous Christmas music, and uh, so... Don't, don't tell Pastor Tim and myself that we should calm down a little bit, all right? It's just that we've never grown up. We've never grown up to be boring, sticky old people who never celebrate Christmas. I, uh, in the year 2000, uh, country singer Leanne Womack released her biggest album ever, and uh, one of the title tracks was a song that says, I Hope You Dance, But I love the words to this song. Listen to this. The first line says, I hope you never lose your sense of wonder. I hope you never lose your sense of wonder. You get your fill to eat, but always keep that hunger. May you never take one single breath for granted. God forbid love ever leave you empty-handed. I hope you still feel small when you stand beside the ocean. Whenever one door closes, I hope another opens. Promise me that you'll give faith a fighting chance. And when you get a choice to sit or to dance, I hope you dance. I hope you dance. Childish wonder. It's like the Russian comedian Yakov Smirnov when he immigrated to the United States. He said, I love grocery stores. I love grocery stores because I walked down the aisle and I saw powdered milk. Just add water and you have milk. And I walked a little farther and I saw orange juice. Just add water and you get orange juice. And he said, then only in America, I saw baby powder. And I thought to myself, what a wonderful country this is. You know, you you get that, all right? Do ask somebody later today. (laughs) Sometimes we lose our sense of wonder as we grow up. And in this series, A Real Look at the Real Christmas, we've been looking at different Christmas movies to try to help us to reclaim some life lessons that we need to learn. And today we're going to look at Buddy the Elf i watch watched this movie countless times, and uh, the theme is awesome. Several of between services said, I've never watched it, but I'm going to go home and watch it today. Because Buddy lives in a cynical world. Everybody's a cynic. It, and he, he's, he's never lost his wonder of Christmas. Buddy remains an example of excitement and wonder. I particularly like some of the one-liners. Like, the best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear One of my favorite is this one, son of a nutcracker. (laughs) Or how about this one? You have such a pretty face. You should be on a Christmas card. But here's my favorite. We elves try to stick by the four main food groups, candy, candy canes, candy corn, and syrup. There you go. But we can learn some life lessons from Buddy and from Elf. And one of the first ones I'd like for you to learn today is from this clip. Watch this clip. We've had another very
1: successful year. So, after all that hard work, it's time to start preparations for next Christmas. What in the name of Sam Hill is that? little buddy diapers his name is buddy he must have snuck into your sack at the orphanage what do we do so santa had a decision to make fortunately when it comes to babies, santa's a a pushover so buddy stayed with an older elf who had always wanted a child but had been so committed to building toys he he well had forgotten to to settle down
0: Wow. So here's the first life lesson that we need to learn from Elf, and it's anticipate the unexpected. Anticipate the unexpected. A human baby shows up unexpectedly at the North Pole. No one expected that. Santa didn't expect that. No one. And it was a lot of challenges for Buddy as he grows up, had to make a lot of adjustments. But I think it's a life lesson for all of us. We all face unexpected events in our life. How many of you, by raising of your hand, had at least one unexpected event this week? Would you raise your hand? Yeah. How many of you would say, I had an unexpected event this morning, right? I mean, they, they just happened, right? Unexpected events happen. But nothing like the unexpected event of the Christmas story. Here is a young teenager 13, 14, at the most 15, and her name is Mary. And an unexpected event happened in her life. An angel appears to her, and the angel says, you're highly favored. And this young teenage girl is so highly favored that the angel said, you are going to birth the Messiah into this world. The Holy Spirit will overshadow you, and you will conceive of God the spirit of God a child now that's unexpected so what did this young teenager girl say she said god can do anything luke 137 say that with me god can do anything she said i am the lord's servant let this thing you have said happen to me and the angel went away now she's expecting the unexpected Now she goes to her fiancé, Joseph. Joseph, I have an unexpected event. I'm pregnant. Wow, wasn't on Joseph's radar. He would thought about, how can I put her away? You know, this is unexpected without embarrassing her, without stoning her, killing her. Then the angel comes and says, no, this thing is from God. And Joseph, too, submits to the unexpected. He embraced the unexpected. They have to travel. They have to travel to Bethlehem, from there to Egypt. And and I wonder how many times that Mary must have thought, I never signed up for this. I never signed up for this donkey ride in the last week of my pregnancy. But same with you today. There are unexpected events that happen in our life. Life has twists and turns. Things don't turn out the way that we thought. Some of you last year at Christmas, you had already put in your mind what this Christmas 2022 would be like. You had it all shaped out. You had it seen. You had, you had it thought. And now here we are in 2022. And as you're sitting here this morning, when I said a few minutes ago, life has hit you some unexpected things. You're sitting there and say, oh, you only know half the truth. Of the unexpected things that I've had to face this year so what do we do if, if if life no matter how good it is if we're going to face unexpected events what should we do here's the only thing that we can do we have to embrace the unexpected how do we embrace the unexpected well the story is in Psalm 37 or the formula here it is verse 1 says don't fret when unexpected things happen in your life don't sweat don't get up tight. don't fret Unexpected things happen, but here's what you got to know. God is not mad at you when unexpected events happen in your life. Look at your neighbor and say, God's not mad at you, so don't sweat it. Verse 3 says, trust in the Lord and do good. Uh, Trust means to have confidence in. So he says, when you face unexpected events, don't fret it, don't sweat it. Know that it happens, and God's not mad at you. And verse 3, trust in the Lord, and then do what? Do good. say, well, I don't know. This event has happened in my life, and and, and I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Well, two things, right? Say it with me. Do good. good. Do good. You say, well, I feel chaos in my life. Well, here's the answer. Do good. So to embrace the unexpected, I don't fret. I trust in the Lord and do good. In verse 4, I delight myself also in the Lord. Lord, I wasn't expecting this to happen, but I thank you that you're still on my side. And I'll not let my heart get hard. The, The word there, delight, in Hebrew means soft and pliable. Soft and pliable. What is he saying? Keep your heart soft and pliable. Because so many people, when unexpected events happen, they get a crusty heart. You ever met somebody with a crusty heart? Something had years ago, and they've never been able to forget that, and they've got a crusty heart. No, I want to keep my heart soft and pliable. And then verse 5, it says, commit your ways to the Lord. Commit just means to roll over upon. So whatever I'm carrying, I just roll it over on the Lord. Lord, you're you're my life. You're going to take care of this. I'm not here by myself. It's not all up to me. I didn't plan for this to happen, but it happened. And so, Lord, I'm just rolling this over to you. I'm committing my way to you. Don't fret. Trust in the Lord. Do good. Delight yourself in the Lord. Commit your ways to the Lord. And verse 7, calm down. Just rest in the Lord. If God is for you, why would you become anxious? Why would you you live with anxiety? No, rest. Rest. You say, well, I wasn't expecting this to happen, this this physical ailment that I'm carrying. I I didn't expect it to happen. Well, guess what? You can embrace it. You can embrace it until the Lord sets you free. And in the midst of that, you need to learn how to rest in the Lord and not be anxious. And then verse 8, cease from anger. Put a distance between the unexpected and anger because that's exactly what people do. It's not fair this happened to me. I mean, can, can you imagine Mary I mean, here she's got to make the trip pregnant. She's 14, 15, whatever. Her mom's not going. Her dad's not going. She's by herself, Joseph. And trust me, Joseph has never delivered a baby before. There wasn't a doctor waiting for them. They didn't have no Holiday Inn waiting for them. And we look at all of that. So it had been very easy for her to get angry. How could God, how could God be in this if it's causing me so much pain and so much distress? She could have easily said that. No, she's not going to be angry verse 27 depart from evil depart from evil I am just not gonna let this thing get the best of me and then verse 34 learn to wait on the Lord wait on the Lord the Lord's gonna bring you through that so the second life lesson that you can learn from this movie is number two don't lose your joy say that with me don't lose your joy I mean buddy is just bubbling with joy I, I was trying to figure okay what kind of clip could I use there's not, a, there's not one clip that I could show you that he's not full of joy. He just walks into a room with joy. Ever met somebody like that? They're just infectious. I mean, they just see the best and everything. They walk in. But think about this. He's, uh, his mother had him out of wedlock. And she put him into an orphanage to be adopted. His physical dad never knows that he really has a son. He's never met him. He crawls in the bag, and now he's in the North Pole. And he's at the North Pole, and now he thinks he's an elf, but he doesn't fit like everybody else. He's hitting his head. He's doing all the wrong things. He can't make toys the right way, but he's always so full of joy. I mean, if anything could steal your joy, it should have been that. Just to watch him sit on the commode is enough to frustrate you. (laughs) But we all have moments when it's hard, when it's difficult, when it's tough. And you've had those this week. But overall, when you look at your week last week, how many of would say, yeah, I had some unexpected events, some tough things. But overall, overall, the theme of my life last week was joy was joy. I mean, there's just, there's just something I, I can't explain it to you. I mean, I'm frustrated. I'm tired. It's been a long week. But overall, I had joy. The night that Jesus was born, remember the message that the angels brought? Luke chapter 2, verse 8. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings set with me of what? Great joy. Great joy, which shall be only to a few people. Are you all? If you're in all, then that says I can claim a joy-filled life. For here's the reason, verse 11. For there is, read it with me, for there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. The Greek word here for joy means having a cause for being joyful. So what's your cause of being joyful at Christmas? Well, if I get that new iPhone. Yeah, and as soon as you get that new iPhone, about nine months, a year after that, nothing works on it. And I think it's, I think it's a, a, ho- a hoax that they're gonna make you buy a new one, right? Anybody else feel that besides me? Yeah, we're conspirators, aren't we? I just, I just think, and so you're happy with that new iPhone till the next one comes out. Or you say, yeah, you know, the thing that brings joy in my life is being able to visit with my family and relatives. How's that going for you? If you like them, it's probably good. But if you don't, you wonder, how much longer are they gonna stay? But the joy here, joy here is because of the Messiah, God himself. Jesus was not a created being. I was studying this week about some different religions that sort of never celebrate Christmas. And one of them, and a lot of people are attracted to, that they teach that Jesus was not part of the Trinity, that Jesus was a created person just like Gabriel, and that he never was was God. And... He never resurrected from the dead. He only that spiritually. He didn't resurrect physically. And I'm looking at that thought, wow, you guys need to go back and look a little bit and study. You see, here's, you might want to write this down. Joy is the inner confidence and the outward characteristic that comes from knowing God. Joy is the inner confidence and the outward characteristic that comes from knowing God. God from knowing him. So, I wish some of you could have an opportunity. I think one day I'm going to take a picture, just do a scroll across the congregation, and then put it up here. Because some of you, I don't think your face knows that you're full of joy. You should see it sometime. and, And if I have joy... Then every once in a while, there should be an outward manifestation that there's joy in my life. Let your joy be seen. Look at your neighbor and say, let your joy be seen. Don't keep it secret. Don't get, especially at Christmas time, don't keep it secret. People need to see some joy. I love this verse. This verse is going to be one of my new favorite ones. Luke 11, 33 through 36. No one lights a lamp and hides it in a drawer. It's put on a lampstand so those entering the room will have light to see where they're going. Your eye is a lamp lighting up your whole body. Look at this. If you live wide-eyed in wonder and belief, your body fills up with light. Wide-eyed, full of wonder, belief, excitement. But here's where some of you are. If you live a squinny eyed In grief and distrust, your body is a musty cellar. Keep your eyes open, your lamps burning, so you don't get musty and murky. Say murky. Murky. I saw some of you look at your neighbor when you said murky. (laughs) Keep your life well lighted as your best lit room. For the joy of the Lord is my strength said, so I just don't have any strength. I'm just out of strength. Well, guess where you get it? You get it with the joy. Where do you get the joy? You get it from the Messiah, Jesus, who, who, who came and, and we celebrate his birth. Number three, here's the third life lesson. Don't be a fun crusher. Oh, I love this. This was my favorite point today. Don't be a fun crusher. Now, Buddy makes it back. He finds out who his dad really is. And he makes it back to uh, Earth. And he goes in to meet his dad. He's excited. He's never seen him. He's excited. You can just, you you know what it is? And then you see this fun crusher. Watch. Yeah. Mr. Hobbs, it's me on the intercom. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, I think someone sent you a Christmas gram. Dad! (laughs) Dad! All right,
0: uh, let's get it over with. I walked all day and night to find you. Uh, You look like you came from the North Pole. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly where I came from. Santa must have called you. Oh, yeah, sure. He uh, just got off the cell phone with me. (laughs) You did?
1: So, go on.
0: Go on with what?
1: Well, Are you going to sing a song or something, or can I just go back to work?
0: A song? Uh, yeah. Anything for you, Dad. Um, I, uh, I'm I'm here with my dad, and we never met, and he wants me to sing him a song, <laughs> and, um, I was adopted, but you didn't know I was born, so I'm here now, I found you, daddy, and guess what, I love you, I love you, I love you! <sighs> wow,
1: well, that was weird. Usually guys just, uh, you know, put my name in the Jingle Bells or something.
0: It's me, your son. Susan Wells had me, and, and she didn't tell you. And, and 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 But now I'm here. It's me, buddy.
1: Susan Wells. You said Susan Wells? Yes. Who sent this Christmas gram?
0: What's a Christmas gram? I want one. I think we should call security. Good idea. I like to whisper, too. It's okay, Walter's my father Well, your dad's busy right now Okay, I'll come back later Yeah, you know, you're not going to come back for a while, okay? You're going to go back to Santa Okay Yeah, why don't you go back to Gimble's? Whoa, how, how tough I mean, he, he has everything all planned out He says, uh, when he meets his dad, he said, Here's what we're going to do I've got the day planned out First, we'll make snow angels for two hours. Then we'll go ice skating, and then we'll eat a whole roll of Toll House cookie dough as fast as we can, and then we'll snuggle. And his dad says, weird. Fun crushers. Do you have any fun crushers in your life? you have fun crushers on your job? Fun crushers in your family? I mean, if the sun is shining and the sky is beautiful blue, they can see one little cloud 20 miles off. I mean, if there's a drought, and you think, oh, there's a cloud, maybe we'll get some rain. They'll say, yeah, we're probably going to flood. You know, it's all that sky is falling mentality. They have nicknames like Eeyore, Negative Nelly, Gloomy Gus being a negative person and being a christian is not a workable combination being a negative person see some people believe that the, the negativity they have is a gift from god no it's not a gift from god and we're not saying we just want to accept anything as you know less than but negativity is not a gift from god jesus was never negative He wasn't a grouchy, gloomy person that always saw the worst that could happen. Um, And they're religious fun crushers. You ever met them? I have a relative in, in my life, in my family, that when he had kids, he wouldn't let his kids celebrate with a Christmas tree at Christmas because he read somewhere or heard somewhere that Christmas trees were of a pagan background. Look, everything is pagan if you want to look at it. There's elements of, of Easter that's pagan. That's why we call it the resurrection. Christmas, we don't know when Jesus was born. All that stuff comes up. But here's what I know. The Bible doesn't say you can't have a tree or you must have a tree, right? It just says you celebrate. And people say, well, I don't think, you know, if we're supposed to celebrate Christmas, that would have been a big event. A big event? How about angels in the sky? How about singing a great song? How about a light? How, I mean, how big of an event was that, is that, right? So my relative wouldn't let his kids set back. He says, no, I, I read and it's, 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 it's from a pagan culture. Look, Martin Luther was one of the first ones that put up a Christmas tree, the reformer. And he put candles on the Christmas tree. Got so inspired that he wrote some beautiful, beautiful songs. So here's what I know. Whether you have a tree or not, whether you believe in Santa or not, whether you have presents or not, here's what I know. Colossians 2 and 16 says, let no one judge you in regards to your foods, festivals, or new moon. So don't let somebody steal your fun because you want to have a little fun with the time of Christmas. I know, fun crushers, there seems to be one in every room, there seems to be one at every gathering, and they think that the rest of us don't see what they see. They think they're the only ones who sees, well, that costs too much, or that doesn't live up to its hype, or that's not as good as it should be. They think they're the only ones who could recognize that it should get any better, Matthew 19, 13 through 15, one day children were brought to Jesus in a hope that he would lay hands on them and pray over them. The disciples shooed them off, but Jesus intervened and he said, let the children alone. Don't don't prevent them from coming to me. God's kingdom is made up of people like these. And after laying hands on them, he left. Can you imagine the excitement in that line? Here's Jesus, all these parents bringing their kids, believing that Jesus is going to pray for them, touch them, lay his hand, just be in the nearness of Jesus. Kids love Jesus. Dogs love Jesus. Religious people didn't. And so here's, here's all these kids. And here's the fun squashers, God squad. Shh, shh, get away kids. Jesus too busy. He's got too many things. Yeah. You know, you know, this, this is a spiritual time. This is not a time for frivolity. This is not a time for that. Just just get away. Jesus said, hey guys, cool it. You're fun crushers. My kingdom is made up of people like this. What do you mean like this? My kingdom is made up of like people that have like a childlike wonderment and excitement. They're not, their hearts are not hard. They, they love life and they, and they want to be in that. Uh, you, you, you've, been to a, you've been to a park before. You know, somebody in between services said, Yeah, we were at Disney this week and said, We stood in line for 50 minutes to ride a ride. And the lady behind us did the same thing. And when she got off the ride, she said, 50 minutes. stand and I, 50 minutes to ride something for, an, for a, a minute and a half. I just can't believe I did that. Fun crushers. Just go home. Just go home. Don't, don't be a crusher to the rest of us, yeah? People say, well, you know, I was at Disney and they charged $7 for a churro. I can get one over here on the streets for $2. Yeah, you can stay on the streets too and you never miss the beautiful world of Disney and I don't have an annual pass, so don't look. I'm not trying to sell them, okay? But I'm just saying, let's don't be a fun crusher for people who are enjoying life. Don't let this happen to you, that when your life is over, no one remembers having a good time with you. Here's a question I want you to look at and fill in. When your life is over, will anyone remember having a good time with you? Why would you want to be that way? There's still time to change. Number four. <laughs> Here's the fourth life lesson. Keep believing. Christmas is all about believing. Watch this.
1: So you're really Santa Claus.
0: You never can tell, kid.
1: Tell me, Michael, what do you want for Christmas? I wanted a skateboard. Oh, Not just a skateboard, a real huff board. Looky here, looky here. How you like them apples? Go look and see. My sleigh fly. What do you mean? Well, before the turbine days, this baby used to run solely on Christmas spirit. You believed in me. You made my sleigh fly. Hold If you're really Santa Claus, then we can just get some news cameras in here and everyone will believe in you. Then you say we'll fly, right? Christmas spirit is about believing, not seeing. The whole world saw me all would be lost. The paparazzi had been trying to nail me for years.
0: do you hear that Christmas is all about believing not seeing people just need to believe now in the memory of your mind don't you remember a verse like that that Jesus said John 20 29 because you have seen you have believed but blessed are those people in the father's house in December 2022, who have not seen, and yet they believed. Wow. You haven't seen him with your physical eyes yet. But you believe. You believe. You believe in his love. You believe in his grace, his mercy, his forgiveness, his sacrifice, his heart. Man, there's, there's so many people that are disheartened, discouraged, and despairing people. They need to be transformed by the joy of Jesus. I know it's just a movie, but wouldn't it be wonderful if we could all be a little bit more like Buddy and not have so many cares and always just down and out and negative Nellie? As he said, the best way to spread Christmas cheers is by singing aloud for all to hear. That's the thing about Jesus. The Gospels never picture us, picture us a picture of Jesus grumpy and grouchy. He was a cheer giver. Who do you need to give cheer to this week? Who is it that needs to be cheered up by something you can do or something you can say? But maybe you're here today and you don't know the joy of Jesus because the joy of Jesus comes when you invite Jesus into your heart and into your life. It's not something you can buy. It's not something you can get in a present. But the joy of Jesus comes when you invite him into your heart and into your life. So maybe you're here today. You know, God sent himself to come to this world to live a sinless life, to go to the cross and die for your sins and my sins and be resurrected on the third day so that as many who call upon him can be saved. You can leave out of here today with joy. Maybe, maybe as a Christian, you've just gotten so burdened down with so many things you've you've forgotten about the joy that the Lord comes. The joy of the Lord is my strength. So today, let him renew that joy. And if you're here today or you're watching online and you've never invited Jesus into your heart and into your life, would you do that today? With every head bowed and every eye closed, I'd like the church just praying praying for you that are here. And maybe you'd say today, you know, I realize today that I'm lost and I need to be found. I need a Savior. I've been trying to change my own life, but I can't change my life. But somehow I believe today that the Lord is knocking on my heart's door. Knocking on my heart's door. And I want to invite Him into my life. Here's what he'll do today. He'll forgive you of your past. He'll give you a purpose for living. And he'll give you hope for eternity. Wow. That just brings joy. Brings joy. So if you're here as the church is praying for you, you're online. And you say today, today I want to surrender my heart to the Lord. Or maybe re-surrender my heart to the Lord again because I want to be sure that that joy is in my life and that I'm ready to meet him. So if that's you today, would you just raise your hand right where you're sitting and make eye contact with me and say, that's me. I need to pray that prayer today. I want to pray that prayer today and invite Jesus into my life. I want that joy of the Lord in my life. Those of you that are watching online, just raise your hand and say, yeah, that's me. I need the joy of the Lord. When I think about it today more than anything else, I need that joy. So if that's you, just raise your hand today. Say, yep, that's me. Thank you. Thank you. Others today, thank you. Others today say, yeah, that's me. Thank you. Thank you. This is a day. I'm not going to put it off another day, but I want to leave out of here today with that joy in my heart. Joy of the Lord, the Messiah has come take my sins away to give me hope. Hope has a name, Emmanuel. Church, would you pray this prayer with me as we pray with those who raised their hands today and those that are online? Pray this prayer with me. Father God, I thank you for sending your son Jesus to die for my sins. Jesus, I ask you to forgive me and to come into my life and to be my Lord and Savior. Fill me with your spirit. As much as I know how, I want to serve you the rest of my life. In Jesus' name. As a church, it's our honor to play a small part in all that God is doing in and through your life, and we would love to help you continue that journey. To find out what your next steps are in your relationship with Jesus, all you have to do is go to thefathershouse.com forward slash next. Join us next week as we continue to love God help people and make disciples.